0: Welcome to the Reluctantly Woo Woo podcast. These are real, raw, honest conversations about life, love, energy, and healing to help you release what's keeping you stuck from being who you truly want to be, especially when you feel reluctant about the woo-woo tools that can help you get there. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, were both a bit reluctant to believe in these things at first too, because they are woo-woo. In other words, those things that feel slightly unbelievable and defy the logical mind, but somehow they work. We'll cover everything with a little levity and humor, but we'll try to clarify how these things work, why they work, and show you how you can begin to heal yourself and create the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, everybody. It's Heather. And a Hello. We are here with um, this is our ninth episode of Reluctantly Woo Woo. So we're going to dive into our part two of Signs that You Need Emotional Healing. But First we'll give you our little rundown of why we are here, why Why we reluctantly woo-woo. Um, and we are defining woo-woo as those things that are a little bit unbelievable. They defy the logical mind, but they do work. So um, that's the reluctant part is we know there's more people like us that are reluctant to believe in some of these practices, <laughs> but they really are some powerful uh, tools that Can be used to heal so last week we talked about some of the physical signs that you might need emotional healing right and Mm -hmm. then um we're gonna dive a little bit deeper this time with some additional signs that you might need emotional healing so i'm gonna let you take over
1: (laughs) (laughs) so and we want to talk about first what is emotional healing and and is if if we don't know what that is, and it's like, well, why do I need this? And emotional healing is really integrating the parts of ourselves and resolving past trauma so that there's no emotional charge when you talk about something. When you think of a memory and you can talk about it and it it is as if, you know, you talking about your t- tying your shoes that morning, right? that there's just oh this is something that happened it doesn't impact your thoughts or your feelings and your emotions Um, and when you think about it you are in control of your emotions and your feelings and i I know it's something that i said many times that feelings these words oftentimes are used interchangeably but the way that i look at them is that feelings are the things that happen automatically that like you don't you don't really like plan like you see a bear one running in the woods and all of a sudden you're you're, like you know you seize up and, and you're like contracted Right? Like that's a feeling, like right? it just happens automatically. And emotions then are what you believe or feel about those feelings. So an emotion be like, oh, I'm, I'm such a wuss for feeling that way. Right. Those are really the things that cause us the problems. The feelings, you know, just are. But our emotions are really the things that keep us, you know, in these loops. And so, you know, I said in the description of this that uh, I had a friend talking to me last week who was just like, you know, well, I'm just grumpy. That's just who I am. And I laughed because I was like, I totally get that. I used to be that. I used to say that all the time. Like, it's just, you know, I just lean towards the negative. I'm just a negative person, right? And the truth is, that's not at all who any of us are, you know, by nature. You look at a baby who comes into the world. They're not, like, they don't have the scrowl on their face. Like, how dare you bring me into this world, right? They're just I mean, they're screaming when they first come in, right? But our natural state is one of love and joy. And when we constantly feel um, that depression or what some people would call anxiety, those are things that are signs that we need emotional healing, And I'm gonna just place that up, but when you don't believe it's possible to be happy or joyful, that's when emotional healing, you know, is probably something you might want to look into.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And the follow up of that, um, and it's when somebody uses the same statement again, when they use the like, oh, it's just who I am. But when they are, um, when you know somebody who is holding on to challenging emotions and they are constantly like, well, like, you know, this is just who I am. Like, they're, they talk about being struggling all the time about um, being a victim. Right. Um, right? Like, they're so like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're so um, connected, right, to, to struggling and being miserable. Right. and right and that they like that is a sign that you need emotional healing yeah there's comfort <laughs> in familiarity right but it's yes. kind of a top out to say
0: I I feel like anyway not to judge anybody but the that's <laughs> just who I am if it's something that's not helping you move forward in life and you're just gonna tell yourself that's eh, just how I am story
1: you know maybe you could rewrite a new story <laughs> Right, right. And a lot of people just resign and think, well, like, that's just how it's supposed to be, right? Which I totally get that. I mean, I was always, you know, when I was so miserable in college. And I, I mean, I had the greatest time in my life, but I was also, you know, just like so quick to anger all the time. And my boyfriend would be like, well, that, that you know, like, you choose that. And I'm like, F you, like, <laughs> I'm not choosing this, right? But reality was, I, I was, right? And now I can see that. You know, but but you know, Doctor Joe Dispenza talks about when, um, you know, when emotions like when they have them you know, for you can have it for days and weeks and months, and it becomes a personal reality, right? And you're, you know, people are like, "That's just my personality." He's like, there's your person personal reality, right?" That's when it's time to say, "Wait a minute, if my personal reality is one that's consistently challenging, one that's constantly struggling, right?" That's a sign that you need emotional healing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. that is, it's malleable, right? Like you can, you can change that. Um, but I think until people recognize it, right? So these, this is why it's good to explore the signs because
1: you won't see it
0: till you're ready to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to hear like somebody say, Hey, that's not normal. Like mm-hmm. it's not normal to struggle like that all the time. You like, know, it's just like, uh, you know, I'm big on health, and, and it, it's normal for people to be 40 plus pounds overweight. People are like, that's just how I am. That's yeah. it, may be normal, right? It is normal for Americans to be overweight. It's right. not natural. It's not how we're meant to be. Right, right, mm-hmm.
0: right. And, and that I think gets, we talked about it in a past episode, but, um, you know, your family stories can get really intertwined in that because you can believe that. If Your whole family was overweight, or your whole family was grumpy, or your whole family was struggling. Um, it's very easy to just fall into the trap of, Well, that's that's how we are, so that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: yeah. oh my gosh, and I don't know how it is where, where you grew up, in, but I grew up in the Northeast, and there's a lot more like I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now, which is um, it, it's a more of a melting pot, like. You have got a lot of people from the Northeast, a lot of people from Midwestern states, right? But the Northeast is very, like, you have your Italian population, you have your Irish population, you have more very specific, you know, nationalities, you know, and it's very, like, this is who I am. This is how my people are. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like yeah,
0: yeah, that's interesting that you, that you say that way, too, because um, I grew up in Maine, but it is one of those places where... A lot of people don't leave either you know <laughs> so there is that kind of it's an interesting mentality that can kind of um be perpetrated perpetrated excuse me um a bit heavier depending on where you are i think and how you, how you identify with those ties
1: yeah for sure yeah so a- another sign that you uh, may need emotional healing is um when you're unable to observe your emotions and and understand that they do not define you. And so what this means is when it's pretty much saying the same thing that we've already been saying is that when you're like, this is just who I am, right? This is me, right? And claiming these emotions as the definition of who you are instead of just saying, this is a a feeling, an emotion that's just passing by. Right? I am not the one who is that emotion. I'm the one observing it. Right? Yeah. W- when we say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm happy or I'm sad. Who's the one observing, right? That that's what you're feeling. Right? Right. We have our observer self and then we have the self that's experiencing it. And most people are so connected to being the one experiencing it. And when we are unable to distinguish those two, yes. right, that's when we need emotional healing. Great. That's a
0: good, one. good book. Um, I feel like the, one of the first times I was introduced to that concept was the Untethered Soul. Oh gosh, it's such a good uh, book. Yeah, such a good book. I read that a long, long time ago. I've bought that book. It's funny because I actually just sent my copy to a friend as a gift. But I've bought that book so many times because I'm constantly giving it away. Such <laughs> mm-hmm. a good one. But um, yeah, for, to get deeper into that concept of becoming the observer, um, excellent book that I would recommend people check out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was having a conversation with somebody this weekend. We were talking about how um, they were talking about meditation, and he's like, "I just when I meditate, there's just so many things in my mind." And, and I was like, "Well, meditation isn't about your mind being blank all the time, right? It's just about imagining that you're. It's like seeing a movie screen, and you're just seeing the thoughts go by, and right. you're the person sitting up, you know, in the in the this chair just watching it go by." And just like oh, there goes that. Oh, there goes that. On to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But when we're the lead actor in the movie, you know, we're like this. This is who I am. But when we can take a step back and just observe it, okay, that's when we've when when we have experienced emotional healing. You know, then we can get to the place where we're the director of the movie or the 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 writer of it. Right. That's that's an even you know greater step to be able to experience, you know, emotional healing.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yep. So another sign of when you need emotional healing is um, when you have a um, fear of losing control and letting go. Um, When we need to prove ourselves all the time. And when we need to like have the world be the way that we want it to be that is <laughs> that is a sure sign that we need emotional healing,
0: yeah, and um, i think in uh, and related to that would be when it, i mean we talk so much about um victim mentality, but when you feel the need to control other people all the time it's it's mm-hmm. an pain but um Yeah, you can't control other people, they're gonna do what they wanna do. So when you feel like you need to control others to control your
1: own state, definitely a little red flag. (laughs) Yes, yep. And it's a hard one, right? Because we it's like, oh, well, if I just make these circumstances be how I want them to be, then I'll be happy. No. Like oh, when right. we're happy, right? <laughs> then these other things can change, right? Mm-hmm. And at, that one is the hardest one for so many people, even within this this healing world. Right? I know I I get caught up in it sometimes. I'm like, well, if they just did this like this, or if they just did this like this, and it's like, no, this is how it is, right? Can I be happy and peaceful, even in spite of all of this? Yeah. Right? Can I be happy and peaceful in a state of like this turmoil that we have in 2020 right? that's going on or with all the things that are happening can I be happy and peaceful and that doesn't mean sitting on your butt and not doing anything right? but it means not being not suffering internally mm-hmm. right? has it is a very very hard one and we could go in depth about different things to do for that but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't want to go there right? <laughs> and Absolutely. Yeah. And so piggybacking, piggybacking on that thought is um, when when you overthink everything. You know, if if you are in your head all the time and afraid of your feelings and don't want to trust your feelings, that is a sure sign that you need emotional healing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that anything. yeah. Um, and then another sign is um, if you are somebody that focuses on the negative consistently and always waiting for the other shoe to drop and always uh, thinking, well, this is going to happen to me or this is going to happen to me. I can't be happy because, you know, this. Again, our natural state is not one of negativity. Our natural state is love and joy. Right. Right. I, and here's the reluctant part, right? I say that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds totally woo-woo and ridiculous, hate. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. But any any religion that you look at, whether it's Christi- Christianity, Catholicism, um, Hinduism, Buddhism, like, you know, any religion, right? It's all about like being connected, right? To source, mm-hmm. whatever source they say that is. Yeah. And I, I don't know of any, I don't know if you did it Deb, but I don't know of any that that source is negative and grumpy and miserable
0: very true that's very true and i will add to that that um if that is your state um you will continue to see more of that too so it's that self-fulfilling prophecy right so right (laughs) Right. because i can hear people be like well i'm not just focusing on the negative that stuff really does happen to me but it will continue to happen to you if that's the state that you are asking to keep receiving. Right. So what you're doing and if you're staying there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's nuances with this too, right? And and this is like with every single thing. There's always nuances. And I have a client who just recently um, had two massive losses, right? Deaths. She lost her father and her husband, you know, in the past couple of months. Right? And and she's struggling with like, but I'm not feeling love and light. I'm like, no. It's, it's it's okay right yeah. like she's not focusing on the negative like she's grieving and a lot of times within this world it's like oh but just always you know you just focus on the positive okay there are times when you have to feel those feelings you know I'm big about this it's so like you want to feel those feelings but feeling those feelings and allowing them to move through you is very different than focusing consistently focusing and looking for the negative things that happen. Yeah.
0: And I think the difference we're talking about is focusing on the negative things that happen, like you just said, versus labeling an emotion negative. Um, you know, it, it may not be pleasant to feel sad, to feel grief, to feel, you know, any of those negative emotions, but we do need to feel them, right? And I think that's probably one of the first things that you and I worked on together was. Um, Allowing those emotions to be there and not thinking that there's something wrong with you for feeling them, particularly in a situation where you've lost two significant loved ones. If you're not feeling some sense of sadness or something, I mean, that would be maybe a cause for concern.
1: <laughs> it's right, it's like oh, I just lost these major people in my life, but everything's grand. And you you'll go through periods of that, right? Like because right. grief is just has waves for sure. Yeah. But it, it's the like oh my gosh, I lost these people, and now I'm going to lose this, and now I'm going to lose this. Like right. that's a very big difference between like I just feel so heavy and my heart hurts so much, right? right? You, you can feel those things and still be you know spiritual. You can feel those things and still be positive. Yes right? Because otherwise it's, you know, what I always I say, it's putting perfume on poop and mm-hmm. you keep putting perfume on poop. Shit's always going to stink. You just have to keep spraying it. Like, let's just get out of it. And part of the way of getting out of it is feeling the emotions and right. letting it pass through you instead of just being like, but I should be happy. Right. No, like it doesn't work like that. Doesn't I think like a that. little self-check on if
0: you are focusing on the negative in the way that we are saying is kind of again go back to that role of observer but when somebody asks you how was your day how was your weekend how are you notice what you relay because I don't know I'm sure we all can think of a person or two who when you ask how are you you're like oh god please don't be honest we're <laughs> tell you everything that went wrong over the past few days instead of you know telling you about a few things that went right
1: <laughs> yeah for sure yep yeah. So another sign that that you may need um, emotional healing is when you are reacting instead of responding. And so what this means is, reaction is is automatic. You just do it. Responding is like you thought about it, processed, and then then you do whatever needs to be done. Right? And so somebody may, you know, cut you off. Right, and reactions, mother effer, blah, 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 you know, giving them the finger, right? And responding is like, taking a deep breath in, and I'm just gonna send them some love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's funny. I did, I, I, on my little road trip this weekend, stopped at a Starbucks along the way where we were the only two people looking for service at this particular Starbucks at the time, and the girl just seemed completely pissed off that we were there. And at first, I was like, "God, really sorry to make you do your job," was my fine, mm-hmm. right. But then it took her forever to like get our coffee and stuff. So, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna send her love. Just she obviously needs it, you know. Just kind of had to be like, rather than let it get me pissed off, because I was like, "Why are you so rude?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> let that affect my day. But, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and responding, it, it really comes down to like having intention about how you're showing up in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and most people react because they don't feel safe, right? and they're in this constant need of defense, right? And that just lets us know, like, if we're not feeling safe, that's a huge sign for needing emotional healing, right? Um which I don't know why we didn't put that like, on, you know, on the list but <laughs> yeah. and everything. Like if you don't, um, if you don't feel safe in the world and just typing this up, um, if you don't feel safe in the world, that's a sign that you need emotional healing. Yeah. Um,
0: that's a, that, I mean, I is a, a tricky one because I think that even, you know, that, that can come up for everybody, particularly in this world that we're in right now. Right. Um, but it's also how you again, react to that feeling, right? Is Mm -hmm. it logical for you to not feel safe or Mm -hmm. there's, there's some, there's definitely nuance to that one too, I think.
1: For sure. Right. And that kind of goes back to some of the other ones, but when we're constantly like you're walking down the street and you're constantly like, (gasps) like, on edge all the time, there's a very big difference between being wise about being aware of your surroundings. Uh Yeah. 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 But if if you're constantly feeling like the world is out to get you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) That is definitely a sign of needing some emotional healing. Yeah. And and many people can be like, but let me show you all the ways that the world has been out to get me. right. And that's when all of the things that we talked about, like you have these events that still have a hold on you and you're constantly looking for ways you're focusing on, okay, here's all these ways. you are going to consistently see more ways. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the last one we're going to talk about is just when you have trouble trusting your own intuition, right? That's That is really a a byproduct of not feeling safe. You've had so much of your power and agency taken away through trauma, through events that were not pleasant, that, you know, you're constantly like, well, I just need to go to this event. or I need to go to this conference. I need to go to this healer. I, you know, I always need to check in with everybody else. And you get in this loop, right? Of constantly doing like going to the outside of you instead of checking into what's going on inside, then that's a good sign that you need emotional healing. Mm -hmm. Because we're created in in such a way that our body has its answers on how to heal itself, okay? Our minds, like every, we have the answers there. And I'm not saying don't go to, I mean, obviously you're listening to this. So like, you know, we wanna get stuff. And I go to conferences and retreats all the time, right? There's a difference between going because I need them versus like, I wanna learn and grow. Mm -hmm. Like I can't heal unless I go to this thing. My versus I'm going to go because I want to experience, you know, some more like to learn more and to grow more, but I'm never going to be able to change if I don't go to this thing.
0: Yeah. Again, I think that goes back to the personal responsibility, going to a conference because you think this is the conference that's going to change my life or that's going to provide me with something is really looking for that external resource. Versus I'm going to go to this to see what insights I can gain to help myself, you know, creating additional internal resources. So uh, I think that's your motivation for why you're reading a certain book or listening to us or (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm a, I'm a huge junkie for podcasts and books and I am always reading just it's constant. And so, I mean, my practice is to, read it and then i just kind of sit with these things for a while and be like okay what's the practical thing i can take away from that and sometimes nothing you know yeah but it's it's a tool it's not the it's not the one answer i guess it's not the it's not the solution outside of me
1: yeah and that's like one of the things that you know i know you know that i love is you know going to plant medicine and there's so many different plant medicines that are great in healing um, and there are some people who are like, I just need to keep going to this over and over and over, and and I've done plant medicine a lot, right? And right, the when we go to it expecting this thing to heal us versus show me what I need to see,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And then
1: the integration, like the time that that like the ceremony part is not the biggest thing, right? It's the integration and what do you do with the insights that you had, and if you're going to somebody, like uh, any kind of. Person that's a healer, um, whether they're a shaman or energy healer or something, if they're not helping you to to connect back to yourself, right? Instead, they're like, "Oh well, you got to come back to me for this, and you got to come back to me for that." Like that's like that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, we all need people outside of us because they said, "What's the, the saying? Like a, a jar can't see its own label." But like oh, you, can. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like we do need people outside of us to like, hey. You know, this is some things I'm seeing, right? But if, if it's a, somebody who's like, you know, you hear these words like guru and like like this person's just following this one person all over the world, it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: that healing hasn't begun, begun because they're still just trusting something outside of them and they don't trust themselves if they're not under that guru's like, you know, apprenticeship or tutelage or whatever. Like the person, you know, is whatever work they're doing, would hopefully be work that would help you to connect back to yourself. Right. And yeah. and what I love about the body code is that it, it does help you. It helps to release those trapped emotions and trauma so that you can connect back to yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't have, you might need to work with somebody for a good amount of time. You know, I work with people minimum six months when I work with them because there's a lot of crap that most people come to the table with and there is stuff that needs to be healed. But like, you know, when I was in the coaching world, when I, when I coach for Tony Robbins, you know, it was like, if you can't, if you're not constantly, constantly re-enrolling the client, then you're not a good coach and they should coach with you for the rest of, you know, your career here. And I'm like, ugh, I hate that. That is
0: a little bit, the messaging there is so, are we keeping them stuck
1: or are we helping them move on? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like I have some clients I've been working with for years. Right. But it's like, they use me as a sounding board. Right. Cause they have very intense lives and they just need somebody to listen to them and stuff. But yeah but they're not like dependent on me. Sometimes I'm like, hey, where'd you go? I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, like they're they're yeah. they're not dependent on that. Like There's a very big difference. And I think it's like, oh, I, I constantly need coaching. And I'm, I'm like, hey, work with me for a while. And if you want to continue working with me, great. If you don't, and you want to find somebody else to get something else from, great. You know, because it's like, I feel like if you have the same piano teacher your whole entire life, you're only going to be able to like learn so much, right? That's- that's like, the interesting. You know, analogy, that you could only be as good as that yeah. particular teacher, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, when when you when you don't trust yourself okay, and you don't trust that you um, have the answers, might be signs that you need some emotional healing. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah, and that one takes, yeah. I think, some some deep work and deep practice to get there with that. So. Um, yeah. I don't know that, I mean, for me, I didn't really learn to trust my intuition until the last few years, like really trust it. So um, I don't want anybody to feel like we're calling you out on, you know, something that's, that's not a struggle for many, many, many people, right? Like a lot of people, for and, sure. and part of the not trusting your intuition has so much to do with the programming you were given when you're younger, because we all are born with that, but as children, we get told all the time that our thoughts or what we're seeing or those things are not correct because they're really, yes. you know, they're a reflection of what your parents' beliefs or, you know, your caregivers, your your church, wherever those influences came from. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it does. It took me a long time because I, you know, not that I had so much trauma, um, but I, you know, I was in a friendship, not a, not a romantic relationship, but I was in a friendship with somebody who was a narcissist, narcissistic pedophile, right? I was best friends with this person for eight years. Like, and I was in a, in an organization where it was like, if you go and do this, then you're going to burn in hell. Like if you do that, like there's so much that it was like, it constantly, like there was, constantly made me question everything about myself and feel terrible about myself Mm -hmm. all the time. So I had to work through a lot of that stuff, a lot of energy healing, a lot of plant medicine, you know, for me. And I, you know, I still do work now because it's just, it's like touch up. It's like, you can't take your car to get detailed and never expect it to need cleaning again.
0: Right. Yeah. Or I I always like the analogy too. You don't go and work out for like one month and then you're done for the rest of your life right it's, how it
1: <laughs> it's not how it works gosh right and I, I almost want to say wouldn't that be nice but i like working out so i can't even exactly. I, I enjoy it, it too i like the process of it but um
0: you know and i think the same that we can also make that analogy with the healing and the self-work the process is part of the fun
1: discovering
0: yes. like it's, it's really fun to discover your intuition again to start to be able to trust that stuff is exciting. So yep. you know, there's maybe a perspective shift to be had in some of this healing as well is that it can be a fun journey. It's not just revisiting all the shitty stuff that's ever been, you know, done to you or yep. all the crappy ways you're sabotaging yourself. It's, it's an exciting journey on, you know, a, a happier path ahead.
1: Yeah, and you know when we talk about the body code and using that, you know, which is a as an energy medicine tool that identifies and, and releases trapped emotions and trauma. And when I am doing this with my clients, it's really cool because they may have statements. like I was just working on somebody in her statements. I'm guilty. She's, she feels guilty about everything. Like somebody else isn't happy. She's feeling guilty about it, right? And, and I have her like have them write what their energetic charge is of that statement. And it's like, oh, that's really high because I feel guilty about everything, right? And we, we release this stuff that the body code brings up. And then, then when they're like, yeah, that's not even a thing anymore. Did I say that? Really? I said that before, right? That's the cool thing about it. Like you don't have to repeat the story over and over and over again. Right. It's because there's this, this stuff that is basically reinforced that belief. And we just need to get that stuff out to take, take away that reinforcement and the belief just crumbles. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the body code is it's just, it's really easy. And it's not like you have to do that much. Like uh, you give the partic- practitioner permission to work on you. And you just be open and willing, you know, for the process to happen. And it happens. Yeah. And sometimes we have to go a couple layers deep. Like we may start out here. We think that it's one thing, but there's a couple other things or, you know, we have to start out here and release this stuff before we can get to like the root issue. Right? But it's a way faster process than, you know, 10 years of therapy where you're telling the same story over and over again.
0: Right. So, yeah. I think we yeah. touched on that one before too. I do think that sometimes, not to knock talk therapy, it certainly helps a lot of people. But um, really, a lot of times what you're doing is just reliving it, you're reliving it, reliving it and reliving it. And that that can desensitize you to it, I suppose. But I don't know that I believe that it heals it. Right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, if you're interested in learning more um, about the body code or working with either of us, uh, my website is heathere.com. And um, there's information there on there how you can work with me, schedule a call. Um, you can reach out to Deb at Deborah, Debra, D E B R A dot Karen, C A R O N, at gmail.com. And um, if you're like, oh gosh, a lot of those things resonated with me and I really. I think I need some emotional healing. Um, We would love to help you with us. Um, And if you're like, oh, but I don't know, I don't even understand what they're talking about. We get it (laughs) because we feel the same way. There are times even when I work on people and I'm like, I hope this works. But but it does. I know.
0: It is interesting. I'm working on somebody's heart wall right now that has been... Super interesting just because it's so different than what I've seen so far, Um, which, yeah, it's it is. It's always like kind of like, okay, I, you know, even I feel mystified by it and I understand it, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no like healing is in a straight line. Right? And you know if we keep going down the routes that we've been going down, and and a lot of times you know, as like my soapbox, like people will call this stuff alternative medicine, right? And they're like, oh, it's new age stuff, and I'm like all the stuff that people are doing today, that's new age. Like that stuff wasn't around for hundreds of years, right? All of this stuff, yeah. Like, um, you know, you go back centuries and whether it's like through, like looking at the, the the native Indians and the healing stuff that they did or whatever, all this stuff has been around. They understood how the world worked and interacting with the world that's a whole other thing that we can jump off so yeah. I'm gonna we'll yeah. wrap up there <laughs> if, if you all want to learn more um, maybe uh, maybe then maybe we'll do an episode or two working on people we'll see yeah. Yeah. That cool. we'll talk about it. but if y'all have any um, suggestions or thoughts of what you want to see us to do talk about let us know we will talk to you later